The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, TV, WXYZ people. All the boat rockers are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution. Not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina and the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us. And just a little for all you guys who like the... uh, The uh, pre-show music there. Yeah, the growling is a little much. I get it. But I love the song. I, I love... I love all of Leah's music. It's, <clears throat> that's my style of music right there. Anyway, if you guys want to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and also SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right. You can see my growling mug on there. Uh, just go over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com and uh, you'll see two videos at the top of the page. It, the one on the left is yesterday's show. I filled in for Bradley there. You know, I, I'm just going to tell you this. Um, I put that out 
on Facebook Live yesterday, just walked around the yard in the morning, right? And <clears throat> the video quality wasn't that great. I, I guess we just have bad... When I walk away from the Wi-Fi, we have bad signal or something. I don't know. But I put that out, and the majority of people saw exactly what I'm talking about when I'm calling it a PSYOP. I get all the stuff that came before it. But I just want to remind somebody. I want to remind everybody something. The guy in charge of the FBI, who put him there? Who put him there? Was that Joe Biden? Was that, was that Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka? Nope, that was Donald Trump who put him there. That was him. The same Donald Trump that worked with Jeffrey Epstein. Same one who gave uh, his, the guy who was over the sweetheart deal that Jeffrey Epstein got, that he moved up to the Labor Department. And you guys still think that Donald Trump is somehow not part of the establishment, not part of the, the friends and family and everything of all the bad guys. He's the good guy. You, you keep thinking that, and you go, you're just full of it, Tim. You don't know what you're talking about and this, that, and the other. And I just go, I, I'm not the sharpest knife in the door. I get it. Not the brightest light bulb. I get it. But I got enough sense to see the guy's character over decades See who he hangs with, who his friends are. You show me the man's friends, I'll tell you who he is. That's, that, that's the truth. Show me his friends, I'll tell you who he is. And Trump has got some wicked friends in low places. All right. But if you're interested in checking that out, it's on the left side of the page. That'll be there till 3. Don't know what's going to happen because I know Bradley's doing a lot of driving. Um, I don't know if he's got a, somebody filling in. I don't know. He may call me and say, fill in. Oh, that'll be something, won't it? <laughs> uh, for two hours today, uh, or we'll have an educational video in that spot at 3 p.m. Eastern. On the right side of the page is where we're streaming live. Just click on the play button, uh, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and you can click on the rumble icon that will be in the lower right-hand corner. And... Um, you can join us in chat there. We are streaming to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also streaming to BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there, and also DLive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. And if you're on my public or private pages on Facebook, they are still allowing me to do that. I don't know how. A lot of you aren't getting notices, but uh, yeah, that's um, that's a good thing. So anyway, check that out at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Let me hit a couple of, of highlights. I got one, just one video I want to play for. Oh, by the way. If you want to help support us, there's a donate button at the top of the SonsOfLibertyMedia.com page. Also, if you want to do that, that's for one-time donations. If you want to do um, a monthly subscription to where you're you're helping keep us out there in the various ways that we're out, uh, there's the Son or Daughter of Liberty link you can click at the top of the page. Also, a store this week. Today's the last day to get this deal. The Prayer That Rocked the Capitol DVD. Normally a donation of $20 this week only through midnight tonight, Saturday night. You can get... 30% off of it by using the promo code prayer. Okay, so if you want that, you can get that. Now I want to play I want to play one video here. All right. <clears throat> I was going to play some others, but I, I want to give Kate plenty of time on this issue because it is a pretty pressing issue. We are now into the things that we've been warning about for what? Almost two years now. Okay? You are seeing it. It's happening daily. It's happening to celebrities. It's happening to family members. It's happening to people. You know, it used to be, you'd ask somebody, you know, anybody, anybody got the convids? No, I don't really know. And then little by little, you know, it was it was put out, and we all know that they pulled a fast one on us. There is no convids. There is not. There's not, there's not there. It's never been proven. SARS-CoV-2 never been proven to exist. 
But the people started getting the shots. Now we're finding out the people taking the monkeypox shots are getting, ta-da, the monkeypox, right? So they've been doing that. We've warned about this stuff for the heart. We've warned uh, warned about it for all kinds of, of problems, just from the limited knowledge we knew at the beginning. Uh, Kate has done that week in, week out. We had uh, a show where we had Kate, we had Dr. Corbett, we had Dr. Kaufman, we had Dr. Madej on. They were all talking the first week it rolled out, what what was being seen. So you go back and see it. We've been telling you the truth on this stuff. Now you're seeing it all over the place. There was a video, and unfortunately, because we're doing radio, I can't really, I mean, I can show the video, but it's about two minutes, and most people wouldn't get it on the radio. So I don't want to do that part. I, I like it where you can hear, and if I got to narrate some things, I can do it. But there's just so many side effects of people responding. And the title, you can you can see it on my channel. In fact, I think it's in the um, the archive of both shows yesterday, the morning and the afternoon show that I did. And it's in there where, you know, where in all of history have we seen this follow any of, any kind of medical sorcery that, that we've seen? However. This week, you guys may have heard of this this chick, Anne Heche, okay? The only thing I knew about her was, you know, she was the lesbian chick for Ellen Degenerate. I, I call her Degenerate, not Degenerous. And, you know, she was in some movies, I, I don't know. Um, but she had a car wreck, right? Now, the, what, what you're about to see, and those of you who are on the radio, you won't see it, but I'm going to tell you. This was a TikTok video somebody put up, and they had video of the firefighters, not the EMTs, but the firefighters taking her out and loading her in the ambulance, okay? And she's strapped down, and right as they get her into the door of the ambulance. Now, what I understand is she, is, um, she was in a movie that was exposing child trafficking. Something about a girl in room 13 or something like that, I think was the, the film. Her car, I saw a video from somebody's doorbell. You know, they have those little cameras on there. Her car was just flying down the road. I don't know what kind of car it was. I didn't look up all the details because I, I wasn't really that interested. But when I saw this video, I was like, oh. So she's, she's been involved in this, this movie that exposes child trafficking. Now, all of a sudden, she's in this tremendous car wreck. She was burned severely. And as of today, she is said to be dead. She is said to die. I want you to watch this video. You guys who are who are on the radio, you won't be able to see it unless you jump on one of the video platforms. But I'm going to play this for the audience, okay? And I'm going to go ahead. Let me let me just turn the music down because what they're going to do is they're going to show you. Okay, she's dead at 53 after a horror crash. Uh, new sex trafficking film is still happening despite her car crash. Okay, Girl in Room 13, that is that is the name of it. I thought I read that cor correctly. All right, now, <clears throat> there's going to be a video here that they put in. This guy's talking. I decided, I decided so he leaves Heche in a burning car. Okay, so this guy saw what happened. Now, watch what happened. She is strapped down. I want you to watch what happens when they get her right to the door. Watch what happens. Is she trying to escape that stretcher? Is she? Let me back that up just a little bit. Is she trying to get out of that stretcher? Notice what happens here at the first. She's all strapped down, covered up. Now she's trying to get out of it. I, I don't know what's going on there. But 
this looks like something that hasn't been reported as to what it is. Either they're staging the whole thing or they're trying to kill her for whatever reason. I don't know, because she's been part of the plot all along. Um, you know, she's been in this lesbian relationship with, uh, what's her name, Ellen DeGenerate, and, you know, going along in the Hollywood films and stuff like that. So, what's the reason? But there's definitely an issue here to where she looks like she's trying to get out of that stretcher. Okay? Uh, really, yeah. Oh, I agree, Mr. Wordsworth. Bad idea to have any of those kind of things like this doorbell uh, cameras. I, I get it. Uh, but I did see the video where she raced past, and you could actually hear it because that thing picks up sound. You could actually hear the crash like two seconds after she passed by that doorbell uh, camera video. Anyway, just wanted to throw that out there in case people are looking at that. Now, again, I was going to play that video for all of the myocarditis, all of the uh, you know effects from the shots. But I'm going to save the time just because I would have to just be telling people about all kinds of stuff. And it, there's just too much there in that short amount of time. But that will I will put that in the archive. However, it is Saturday. And as always, we have with us our nurse and nutritionist, Kate Shimarani. <laughs> good morning, Kate. Hi, good morning. Can you all hear me properly? Yes. Marvelous. It's it's really hot here today, but I've been out at the, the crack with three chihuahuas at the moment. I'm dog-sitting one that had me sprinting up the road the first day I had it. Anyway, it's glorious. But so I've got and he, this is the special forces guy's dog. So um, it's the smartest chihuahua ever. Um, so what can I say? We are literally right in uh, the devil's show. You know, I said last I said it over a few weeks, the auditorium doors are open. And we're all in the theatre and the show's about to start. So I was sitting <clears throat> last night at a service station, uh, a, a place called Polgate. So Eastbourne has quite a high population of old people. Um, so it's a seaside town, but it's lovely. Uh, I saw three ambulances in 20 minutes and two fast response vehicles. And then I heard several more. And uh, it's being reported here that our, our paramedics are seeing um the the highest rate since records began wherever that is they always say since records began yonder in the background um of serious uh, uh serious incidents that they're having to go to so you would have your life-threatening things you know anything that affects your breathing or your heart um so you know heart, cardiac arrest respiratory arrest if you've got uh, a dissecting aortic aneurysm a anything that's going to um stop you breathing or stop your heart from working and they're seeing these incidents everywhere. And we're seeing it. We're, see we're seeing ambulances constantly. And I get to hear about it because people are coming to me. So they're telling me. So yesterday, um, I took a phone call from a relative of a 13-year-old girl whose mother took her for these COVID depopulation shots, bioweapons, bioengineering. And shortly after she had it, she began to have seizures. Now, the seizures got so bad that she was then not allowed at school because they couldn't take the responsibility. So she's not at school. She's then at home. She's getting depressed. And she had one seizure that went on for hours. That's um, static epilepticus where you seizure, you go unconscious, then you don't come out of it. You have another seizure. She got so depressed, she tried to take her own life. And she's now been um, 
under the uh, Mental Health Act, she's now being detained in in a hospital um, because of her suicide risk. This is a 13-year-old girl who was completely, appeared to be all right, all the family, until she had these COVID shots. I heard today from a lady whose friend um, hasn't had a, a seizure. She had a car accident many, many years ago, and she started having seizures. She hasn't had a seizure in a decade. She had two shots, and she's having seizures. So now she can't drive anymore. She hasn't had a seizure in 10 years. Has the shots and the seizures begin? I mean, it doesn't take uh, many brain cells to put that together. So what's really, really shocking is that they've now announced in the press, which I find incredible, really, that um, armed police sent to cardiac arrest patients as crisis hit the NHS buckles under surging demand. And they're going to be your only response. Armed police. Um, Sorry, fellas, but I'm going to call you out on this. I've seen a lot of you cops and really... uh, I'd, I'd really like to see you running with your stab vests on and everything else, carrying your heavy guns after anybody or carrying anybody, because a lot of you could really do with my help with your diet. Um, so also a lot of the police have been injected and are getting sick. They're getting chest and throat infections. They're not clearing and they're off sick. Uh, one cop told me in Sussex that, that one lot go off, they come back, the next lot go off, they come back, the next lot go off, and they get, the rest get paid overtime to cover. My postman um, said that they're only delivering mail. He apologised for not delivering my signed-for document when it was meant to be. They're only delivering mail every other day because so many are off sick. Yep. And uh, cafes, everywhere you go, you see signs for jobs. They can't get people to work. People are off sick. And the lady who works in an an emergency room as a senior paediatric nurse, she said they're just seeing an absolute rise in uh, seizures among children and if you go on to the statistics all cause mortality is rising in this country so to have the cops come out to your house so let's see your lo- your loved ones all on the floor they're not answering you are you okay are you okay are you okay no response maybe the run-up to this they were complaining of feeling sick a bit light-headed they looked a bit gray colored maybe when you touch them they don't feel hot they feel clammy it's a different, it's very different to being hot or cold, clammy. They can be absolutely grey coloured and covered in like a sweat. Well, let's say they, they suddenly drop to the floor, they're unconscious. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? You're going to call the emergency 999 in this country or 111. And who are they going to send? The Tufty Club, the cops. Armed response. What are they going to do? Shoot the patient? Our cops don't carry guns. So armed response. They carry guns. Why are they sending them? It's quite bizarre. Is this another psyop like you were just talking about so that we think we're safe because the armed response team come? Are they going to then start doing, I mean, I I said this on my video. I did um, an advanced trauma and life support course that was was, uh, devised and developed just for this particular hospital uh, by an amazing doctor called Paul Temple um, up at Kings Mill in Mansfield. And I did this course and... uh, the, there was one guy on it that was so ahead of everyone else. He was incredible. And he was a paramedic. He was amazing. These are the people that when they go out to a car accident, and I did work in the biggest A&E in Europe for five years as a bank nurse, um, and I worked every week. 
they they are amazing the paramedics because they get there i remember a guy that was on his bike on a country road hit by a car and he was catapulted over a 12-foot hedge and they couldn't get to him they got the the farmer involved the tractors eventually they got to him these paramedics were incredible you know the first thing they do so you don't get shut down of all your all of your supplies the, the two wide ball cannulas we used to say big is beautiful oxygen in a trauma mask these armed response cops, let's say they're going out and they've got a defib and they defib the patient, follow all the instructions and it doesn't work. Then what? They keep doing it. Then what? They're being put in a position to do something that they're not trained to do. Well, they're Kate, not trained to do it. Kate, this is, this is something we have in the States here, too. We have cops responding to mental issues. I mean, I can't tell you how many stories we have on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. The family calls... They've, they've got a, a child who is obviously, they're older, but their mentality is very much a child. And maybe they have schizophrenia, they have all these kinds of different things, they have autism. All, and the cops respond. They don't send an EMT. They don't send um, you know people with, that are medically trained or, or trained to even deal with these kinds of things so that they're not escalated. The cops come in and they end up shooting the person instead of, instead of saving them. And there was one city that came in with the mental stuff, and they they started sending out people who were trained to deal with that. There was less people dying. The people were being helped. They need, they had the help that they needed. And, you know, I know it's still part of that whole sorcery outfit over there, but at least nobody was being killed in the process. And this is not something – I've told people uh, time and time again – the police are not there to defend you. They're not there to protect you. They have no obligation to protect right. you legal, lawfully. They don't have that. Morally, they do, but lawfully, they don't. <clears throat> and so when they come, they are a first responder. In other words, they're responding to an incident that happened, and police are supposed to come in there and investigate it, collect evidence, all that. That's what they're set up to do, although really, as all of you know, Go to tacticalcivics.com. You'll learn it. It's the civic duty of the militia, the people, to do those kinds of things. We're going to be trained in how to collect the evidence, how to do the reporting, how to do the investigation, how to present the evidence to those things. But they're sending people in there. Now they're going to give them defibrillators. Uh, what are they going to do? Um, we've already seen in Georgia, uh, they're, going to, they're going to allow the police to come. And if they suspect you of DUI because they're engaged in an unconstitutional uh you know, DUI stop and this, that, and the other, and they are unconstitutional. It's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. If they're going to do that, then they're going to send them in to draw your blood. These cops. I mean, who wants a cop to do it? It's like asking your plumber to come do your electrical work. It's just, it doesn't make any sense oh, well, to me. Well, and they didn't sign up for that job. Yeah. They didn't sign up for it. Most cops sign up for it because they like having a bit of authority, a bit of bully boy in them. Yes, they do. Uh, there are some that don't, but there are a lot of them that they're that type of personality. The whole training uh, selection process is to pick people like that who also will follow orders because they can't have a load of free thinkers in there. Hmm, that wouldn't work, would it? Um, but, you know, when, when you look at what's happening, I remember, um, I think it was Dr. McRae who told me about a nurse who said she would pull the plug on a ventilator if someone wasn't vaxxed. Really? Is that what you're going to do, love? Is it? Really? Um, so... You've got nurses. I mean, we, we used to hear it and we're still hearing it. You're not coming in. You're not coming in if you've not got your mask on. You're not coming in, which is just stupid because they, they clearly are completely dumb. Um, but we're talking about now your, your loved one. Within three minutes, brain death starts to occur. If you're not 
perfusing the brain with oxygen, brain death begins to occur. After five minutes, brain death has happened. Now, if you've got somebody as well that they're, they're having a heart attack, it, the, the heart muscle is the same. They don't always die there and then, and they get to the emergency room and they go off to coronary care. They die later because they might have part of the heart muscle that's died and gone necrotic and they die later. And this is like everything, whatever, when you, when you go to intensive care, if you've had a big accident, they might have saved you in that golden hour. That golden hour is the first hour after the event. But if they haven't adequately been able to resuscitate you, and that means fluid resuscitation as well, and getting all those organs perfused with oxygen, then what later happens over the next few weeks in the intensive care unit is the organs begin to fail and you start to get multi-organ failure and the patient dies. And this is, you know, they died as a consequence of their initial injury. So to have the cops or, or to wait, to wait around, it's very simple. I remember when I did um, one of my updates, when I did work in the NHS, I remember them saying only 5% um, of those that have a cardiac arrest outside of the hospital environment survive it. Now, why is that? And then I looked at the first year of the unlawful lockup, the lockdown. And uh, they were telling us that I've got a cat hair again. They weren't telling us that, <laughs> but they were telling us they were. I'm surrounded by chihuahuas and cats. And you, you have it. You have it. I got the hair on my face that gets like that. Ugh. Yeah, we listen. Just to digress slightly, I picked my big mancoon cat up, Floyd, to get him away from Lolly the Chihuahua, who saw this as a great opportunity. He yelped, and as I put him on my worktop to give him his breakfast, I looked down and Lolly had a great big piece of black fur in her mouth and looked so <laughs> pleased with herself <laughs> and headed off to her bed with it, really chuffed. Um, so, you know, there, so these, um, these, these patients, I forgot what I was talking about there. Um, when, when you've got patients then in intensive care that die later as a consequence of what's happening. So if you're at home and your loved one has some kind of event where they stop breathing, what you do is going to determine whether their outcome is favorable or less favorable. Now, in the first unlawful uh, uh, lockup year, they, I had to laugh. Uh, they were telling us that you didn't have to do um, mouth resuscitation, which actually in, in outdoors, they tell you now that cardiac compressions are enough. And it used to be 30 to two, 30 compressions to two breaths. Uh, when, years ago when I trained, it was one breath to 15. And then they updated that. You know, would you, if it was a loved one in my house, I would probably do both. Uh, but if you're outside, would you do both? Mm, not quite sure. But they were saying you could put a towel over someone's airways and do CPR. I mean, why not just waterboard them? It was quite bizarre for me. Yeah, block their airways while you're doing CPR. Put a big towel over there. Uh, it was just crazy. So somebody just wrote a, a, a message underneath the, the video that I just posted on the Telegram group, British Nursing Alliance. Go onto the one with the one icon, the little nurse. That's the one that only myself and a couple of other people post. And then the one with all the nurses in a row, you can post all your stuff. Please don't post anything that's, you know, inciting violence or offensive because I will have to remove it and remove you if you carry on. Or should we, should we get that it. queued up to play here in just a bit? Yeah, uh, but okay. it's more or less everything I'm saying. But what you've got to remember here, folks, is and someone's just done a video and put me at the end of it, which is very sweet of them. Thank you. Asked if I minded that they'd use my image, not at all. So 
what are you going to do? Are you going to stand there and dial 111 or 999 and wait however long? Because some people are saying they waited 40 minutes. I know that a gentleman who contacted me last year, hours he was waiting and his mother died. His mother died. Alistair, when he broke his leg, uh, phoned the ambulance at something like three o'clock in the afternoon. And 11 o'clock the next morning, his mother drove him in. To the or, this, or this gentleman recently that you sent uh, me the uh, image of. We, we, we can't substantiate that. That It said underneath that he had a heart attack. The ambulance took a long time arriving and he died. Um, if he's had a heart attack, have they put him in the recovery position there? Why is the ground wet? It looks like it's a hotel. Uh, maybe he's on holiday. I don't know. I can't substantiate that picture. I can't vouch. But the message underneath was that it was a heart attack. The ambulance took a long time and he died. I don't know whether that's real or not. So I can't. I only know what I look at. Yeah, if we got somebody so who I can confirm ha- that, please go to sonsoflibertymedia.com, click on the contact and let us know uh, if, you, if you've got intimate knowledge with that, like you're a firsthand witness or something like that. We, we'd like to confirm that. But what I will tell you is I've now got lots of ears on the ground. Uh, one of my patients came here and she said oh, she was so upset. She'd just come back shopping from Brighton and she saw two people collapsing. Um, you know, I, I don't see it that often in all my years. Uh, all the time I worked for British Airways, all, you'd think all those flights. Uh, one person was dead in their seat and um, one person was dead in first class. One girl died uh, in the hall, she'd swallowed a load of drugs. That was from Bogota. And I did CPR on a guy who arrested as we were landing. So all, in all those years, over a decade. So you don't see it often, but we are seeing it now. And we're soon going to all be seeing it. So my best advice to anyone is you need to have things, uh, natural things. And I can't tell anyone to take aspirin if they have the symptoms of a stroke. Um, I, I would do it if it were me. Uh, but obviously, this show is just for entertainment purposes. Uh, yeah, da, 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 da. Uh, but we, what we, um, what we should be doing, all of us, is we should be learning how to do um, CPR and effective CPR on an adult, on a child, and on an infant. And on the bottom video, I've put um, a link to basic trainings. It's not expensive, but I myself, I'm going to be doing some videos on it, which I'll put on my channel, because you need to, first of all, be able to identify, are are they breathing? Are they breathing? Has their heart stopped? Um, And also, you know, it's very different with a child. You don't extend the neck because the C-shaped cartilage um, is soft on a child and it will bend like a hose pipe will bend in half and you'll actually constrict the airway. So you do that with a child in your arms. Don't think it won't work. I did CPR on Mr. Bo, the Chihuahua, with my mouth around his little nose, with one finger, and Catherine can vouch for it. I got that dog back. Uh, and he died two days later as, you know, it began to inflame because you've got a broken neck. But it does work. But we shouldn't be waiting for the armed response. I, I, I can't get my head around. It's got to be some kind of, you can't believe anything that comes out in the media anyway. But I do know that the, the hospitals are overwhelmed. I know that the nurses are getting scared and the doctors because they've had two and three of these injections. Um, People are starting to panic. Uh, I saw a man last week again who'd had two shots. Not only did the magnet stick on both arms and his forehead, a paperclip stuck all over his head. He could put his head down. He could shake. What? Yeah, paperclips. Wow. Lee Lee Merritt told me to try the paperclips. It works. One guy that came here, the paperclip stuck and stuck, and then it wouldn't stick anywhere else. And then I followed his brachial... uh, 
down here, his vein in his artery, it's stuck all the way down. So this is happening. This is happening. And I also know, and I've spoken to lots of experts, about 60 gigahertz and up, if they're pulsating it, and you've got this in you. Uh, what, you know, we, we've already talked about magnets when you put copper wire around them. It makes their magnetism greater. Yeah, well, it, that's part it of what we, Kate, that's what we see in electronics. I, in fact, people will be, you know, I grabbed this out of something we were throwing away. It was a circuit board. This is a magnet, and they wrap it in copper, okay? And then they attach the two leads to the circuit board. That draws in all that power that's that's there. I mean, it's incredible what what's that's there. That's what your DNA does. Yes. That's what your DNA does yep. as well, folks. Yep, it does. And by the way, I was gonna I was gonna make mention. You were talking about this, and we're talking about these people who are dying. These people who are falling over and stuff. I played this yesterday. Uh, just get your thoughts. I think this is in Australia. At least they have sort of an. I can't distinguish. I know English people can distinguish the accent difference from Australia to England, but they sound Stay very similar. You. Yeah. Well, they sound <laughs> very similar to me, but. But I'm going to guess this is Australian. I'll let you correct me on this. This is the guy going through a graveyard. And I told people yesterday when I, or, or the day before when I played it, uh, I, I said, you know, we've got graveyards all around here in South Carolina, just like everybody else does. And you usually go and you see they have the tent up, you know, where the families come in. They've had the graveside service and all this. And you might see one, two, three at tops. I want you to look at this. This guy, this guy and this, I guess it's his wife or his girlfriend or somebody who's there with him. They're going through this graveyard. They count upwards of 100 new graves, freshly dug graves. Take a look at this. So he's going through. Uh, let me back it up just a little bit. They're going through, and you can see all of the new graves that have been dug on that side, all the new graves that have been dug on this side. I I've never seen anything like this. Have you ever seen anything like this before, Kate? Nope. And I do go around graveyards because I look at the lifespan of people. <laughs> oh, we have people well over 100 years old here in the, the church. 19, if they're born before 1920, you see lots that are 90 yeah. or 100. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. So they're going down through accounting. I think he counts upwards of close to 100 new graves. And again, this is... And, that, and that's just the ones that have been buried. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a lot that have been cremated. You've got babies that get cremated. Yes. You've got they scatter the ashes in the sea. And then you've got people that can't afford a funeral and you don't see them there. Yeah. So this is what we're talking about here. And I, I just want to make people aware. What we're talking about here is, you know, Kate, you've talked about some of the things with CPR and stuff. Now, I've been given a couple of books and people will be interested to know uh, if you haven't been following Lynn and uh, Suzanne or Joni Johnson. As that's her real name. Uh, her pen name is Suzanne Hamner from SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. They got together in, in Georgia the other day. Uh, got to meet each other, you know, in person. And because Lynn went down there about her breast cancer to get a second opinion and stuff. Uh, so Lynn is going to be dropping by. I got to go meet her sometime today and give her some chlorine dioxide. Why? Because Jim Humble, and I'll put the link in the in the thing, uh, has a has a protocol for dealing with heart attack, for dealing with stroke. And you would know this lady, Amanda Vollmer. Yeah, I have that book. Yeah, Healing with DMSO. There's a protocol in here that. for heart attack. There's a protocol for uh, stroke and things of that nature, too. So I'm beginning to wonder, let me sit this over here. Uh, I'm beginning to wonder, Kate, if, you know, when we go out, our friend David Pruitt with the tree resins, 
he takes him a kit. He carries like tampons and and feminine napkins to clot blood. You know, if somebody gets shot, he says, not just carrying your 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 gun. You need to have a ways of uh, plugging holes and things of that nature. Uh, but I'm beginning to wonder if we shouldn't have. He uses little straws. And he puts things in it like cayenne pepper, which can be used to to stop blood flow too. Yeah, uh, it, and, it, yeah. yeah, and he'll seal the ends up, and that way, when he needs them, all he's got to do is press them or clip off the end, and he can use that. I'm beginning to wonder if we need to start carrying uh, with us some chlorine dioxide for some of this too, because you can administer that in there. That's very effective in treating a lot of things i would think that would be that would be something of a necessity that we need to keep it wouldn't wouldn't take much we can take those straws mix it up have it in there and seal it off for use when when maybe there's something like this happens and we can put that in their mouth as well uh, get that into their system to to help with whatever well, i on. think i think unfortunately uh, okay. first, first of all i have everything in my house i have all the books how to use it i have chlorine dioxide i have dmso i have colloidal silver i have nebulizer i have hydrogen peroxide um i have everything and uh giving sets i have everything but uh you know for myself and my family and and also you know i have books upon books upon books and this is what i'm learning how to administer i anyone who has one of the um natural health programs from me for diet and detox um they get a lot for their, their money, let me tell you, because I put down all the super prescriptions. I put down everything as well as diet. I think we've got to be really careful here because they don't want us doing any of this. Remember, this is a genocidal agenda. And, you know, I remember people, especially in America, they won't do things for fear of getting, getting sued. That's the first thing. So people are frightened to do anything. And... You know, going out, I, I think carrying all those things is great. Or I've got a first aid kit in my car. I've used it. I also have gloves in my car. And I have this little plastic with a with a mouth thing. If I wanted to do CPR and I wanted to do mouth to mouth on someone, it's got a valve so I can blow air in, but nothing comes back on me. Um, very, very clever. But you could carry all this stuff um, for your family. But really, we should... We should be not getting to that point for us and our loved ones. We should be making sure that we're not in that situation now. And I think we should all know how to sustain life. That's the first thing. Um, Amen. Because, yeah, because um, people have their children and they know how to negotiate their way around an iPhone and they can do, uh, you know, everything, work all their devices in their home. Somebody, somebody collapses in front of them and they go into a panic. Yes. And they phone 999. Yes, you should phone, but, but then put the phone down. Yeah. Uh, just a little caveat here, something different I just want to tell people. Um, I, the reason I renewed my Wi-Fi in my house with the supplier that I had was because Sky and all the others, when there's a power cut, my plug-in phone won't work. You know, the phone that you... You, your main phone right and they said so they want to come now and lay new fiber optics outside my house and put a new box in but then if the power goes down my my phone won't work because their my plug-in phone works only through through the other thing it needs the power so you imagine this there's a situation you know everybody's ill we've got a major emergency whatever they want to call it, you can't call anybody. 
there's no landlines and your phone is out of juice. And that happens all the time. So you, you shouldn't be in that situation. You should always know exactly what to do. If someone is in front of you and they just are not responsive, the first, you, you, you certainly don't shake them in case they're having a brain bleed or they've got a neck injury. Or they've, you don't know. You know, the other thing as well is if you see someone on the floor, the first thing you should be doing is look at the situation as well. You don't just go in and touch them. What if they've been electrocuted? Right. What if I, as they were doing something uh, electrical, they collapsed, they've been electrocuted or whatever. You don't know. You know, you've got to assess the quick look at the environment. Anyone who knows me who's been in any emergency situation with me knows that I go, the, or I go really calm. And I actually have shouted at people to shut up. I've gone, shut up. I need to think. <laughs> and um, so you've got to assess the situation. And, and it's ABC, airway, breathing, circulation. Then it's environment, keeping them safe. ABCD, oh, sorry, disability, environment. You go through it. So airway, is their airway clear? So you're going to say to them, are you okay? If they're not answering you, you're going to assume that their brain's not getting adequately perfused with oxygen. So at that stage, what are you going to do? You, you want to push their jaw forward. Are they obstructing? There was a, a nurse worked in the emergency room with us years ago, and she had one daughter and obviously a beloved child. And she went to work in ambulance control as an adult, and she, she died. They couldn't even find the cause of death. She went to the toilet and died. And occluded, collapsed, but occluded her airway, I believe, or they think that's what happened. You know, it, do you remember the instance where there was the attack on the theatre in Russia, and they kept all those people prisoners, and some bright spark decided, what we'll do is we'll pump anaesthetic gas into the theatre. And, and- Gosh. Do you remember that? Yeah. We will anaesthetize all of the um, people in there and the, the hostage takers. Well, loads of those people died because they occluded their airway. You know, when, when you're being anaesthetized, your airway, they extend your neck. If you can't rule out neck injury, then you push the jaw forward. That's what I always remember. My ex-husband used to snore and that used to drive me nuts. It was like a 1959 Chevy pickup with a hole in the exhaust all night long. <laughs> um, I used to literally, after I'd walloped him a few times, I used to push his jaw forward and then push him onto his side. But, you know, this is, this is what you've, you've got to look at. The airway has got to be clear. So you've got to push that airway forward, make sure they're not occluding their airway. And you need to be doing CPR. You know, you need to be two fingers below the ziffy sternum, at the bottom of your breastbone, using the heel of your hand. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very hard to do. You're doing th- 30, you know, one and two and three cardiac compressions in a rocking motion with your whole body. You'll get to the second round of that and you'll be sweating. Yeah. Sweating, 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 sweating. So, you, if you think how long, how many minutes that's going to take to do that, imagine then waiting 30 minutes, 40 minutes for an ambulance. Yeah, and Kate, one of, the, one of the things, too, I, I want to kind of interject what the Scripture says. You know, everybody knows the commandment, you shall not kill, or thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not murder. 
there's a positive aspect to that that applies. Most people know we're supposed to try to preserve life. This is what, um, you know, in the catechism, no, it's not Roman Catholicism. Go look up the word catecheo in the Greek in the New Testament. This is how Paul taught. He, he teaches these kinds of things. This is what it says is the positive thing. What is required in the Sixth Commandment, that one that says, Thou shalt not kill? The answer is, the Sixth Commandment requireth all lawful endeavors to preserve our own life, because it's not ours, it got, it's God's. God gave it to us. Our own life and the life of others. So when you're talking about these kinds of things, the idea is we should be as knowledgeable as we can to help our neighbor in case they fall into these kind of circumstances. This is not just a, a medical issue. This is a moral issue about us. And if we're ignorant of that, we can't fulfill the duty of the command God has given us. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately, we've reached a time now with all-cause mortality. It should be going down after a, if you know you have a pandemic. It should be going down because you've got. Sorry, that's my daughter going through the door. She was told to do it quietly. Must apologise. Can I ask you a question? We got it. We got something in the chat here. This is our friend David. He said, "I can't have compressions. I have a filter in my chest. Compressions can kill me." Is somebody now on an issue like this? Can you kind of address that? How people could tell that, or I mean, if a situation comes up like that, how you would deal with it? Well, first of all, if he's listening to us, hopefully he's not had the convid shots. And, yeah, he hasn't um, had that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he's just got to maintain his health and only eat um, natural foods and not eat anything that's going to make his blood sticky. Um, and, and he just needs to live his best life. What he could do is, uh, he possibly already has, he might have an SOS bracelet on. He might have an SOS necklace on. You know, other than tattooing across your head, please don't do cardiac compressions. <laughs> People aren't going to know, but that's not going to happen to him. And he mustn't speak of it. He mustn't bring that in because he's watching this and he's concerned about his health. Um, what would so, what would somebody do in that kind of situation? What would be the alternative to do? Well, that that situation is where you would get someone to the emergency room as quickly as you can. And you would want to make sure they were getting oxygen. So, you know, I, I don't know is the answer to that. But now you've asked me that, I will go and if you want to send me an email, naturalness at mail.com, um, with your actual condition and everything, I can go and research that and find out for you because I hate not knowing something. So you but, could um, so they basically could do the, the breathing in the air passage, but they couldn't do the compressions. That would be giving them oxygen, wouldn't it? Or well, not? It's too, if, if you're not breathing and your heart's not beating, you breathe oxygen in and it's your heart that pumps that oxygen because the blood is now oxygenated and it's nice bright red, pumps it around the body. And then the blood comes back to the heart, which is where you see the, the deoxygenated blood. You know, it's already given the oxygen to all your tissues and that's where you get the blue color. It's like a darker, darker red, a bluish red. And then that goes back up to the lungs to breathe out. So your heart is working by, by getting that blood around the body and getting that oxygen uh, around the body and getting that carbon dioxide out of the body. Can I ask you a question about that? Because it's just oh, yeah. hit me, and I've never even thought of it. You know, we were, we were taught, uh, Denise and I were taught uh, the CPR in the Lamaze classes, right? You do it on the fake baby and stuff there. But, with, with, I, but now the I'm thinking about this, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. We don't breathe out oxygen. We breathe out carbon dioxide, Right. So when we're blowing into a person, 
We're not blowing oxygen in them. We're blowing out carbon dioxide. How is that working with what's going on there? I'm just you asking. Will, you will be breathing some oxygen into them. Okay, okay. It's not all. Cause you I got could it. Do, you could go in your mouth and, you know, you would be. You would be breathing some in. And, and it's continuing. It's continuing to do it. I mean, my dog's tongue was completely dark purple. And by the time I'd finished, his tongue was pink. Um. And he's got, he got a little short snout. And I didn't know what I was doing, but it got him back. And, and my friend will vouch for it. I, I, I would have never believed it. I've got a little card actually telling you how to do CPR on a dog and a cat that I just read years ago. But I think, you know, we all need to know how to do it. And we need to know what to use. Because obviously, if you use two hands on a baby, you'll crush its chest. Or on a child. It's one hand on a child. Yep. And on a baby, it's two fingers. And on your pets, it would be on a, on a chihuahua. I used one finger. And the breathing is just a short draw of breath. It's yeah, not. You don't want it. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll explode their lungs. But you, just the compressions of the heart is going to, it's going to force your, it's going to squash your lungs a little bit. And that's what they've said. It kind of sucks oxygen in. But again, we're, we're, we're not going to bring this into our reality because we're all on here. We, are, um, we made true informed consent and we said we're not doing it. Um, so we're going to guard our health by eating lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, non-fluoride water. And um, there are some simple things here for blood clots that, have, um, that we've, we've done on a show that you can take, you know, natural stuff. Uh, you're going to go online because you're all good at watching the telly. Uh, so you can go and do a bit of homework and watch uh, the signs and symptoms of a stroke, the signs and symptoms of a heart attack and what to do. And do go on to basic, uh, I think I, I've pro trainings. I've put the link on the video, protrainings.com. They've even got it in other languages. I do it every year and um, you get a certificate. We all like a certificate. But they've got all sorts on all sorts of things on there. It's really worth doing. Anybody, it's worth doing it. And it's very cheap. Only one of you need to do it in your house, pay for it. You can all chip in. I think it's under 30 pounds. You could get together in your communities and put it on there and you could all sit and do it. You don't have to, you know, and, and just have a household, just have your surname on, you know, thing, your certificate. But you should all be doing it so that you know what to do. Because if when they're saying we're sending out the armed response team, the gun mob, for, for what? What are they going to do when they get there? They're, and, and I actually feel sorry for them because they're used to seeing, you know, shootings, uh, people that are being shot, people that are being threatened to be shot. That's why they are the armed response team. They've not been called out to an adolescent or a child or a baby that is dying. And they're standing there and the family are looking at them to save that little one's life. And it will haunt you. Because every time they look at their own children, they'll see that child's face. And that is when I had my first son, that's like, I found it very difficult then. When, uh, and I worked in the adult A&E, but they shared the resuscitation room. When there was a child came in, you see your own child in every child's face. And they're going to find that very difficult when they can't do anything. And it does have a profound effect on you. This is what PTSD is. So I think it's unfair to send the armed cops out. It's unfair. They didn't Absolutely. Well, it, it, yeah, and if doesn't it make more sense that if you call 911, the 911 operator should understand this is a medical condition, not a criminal condition. Well, we need country, to send, huh? In this country, they go, 
Hello, fire ambulance, please. <laughs> Which service do you require? Oh, we used my to goodness it. gracious. Do, that's what they say. And this, I, was just, I just got a text. That in Australia, they're putting defibs in all the households. Well, well let's, say you've got, let's say you've got a defib. Let's say that the heart isn't in sinus rhythm. Well, there's a more money incentive, isn't it? Just yeah. put them in all let's the houses. Say, let's say you, you're in the house and you follow all the instructions. Don't forget, you've got to open this kit. You've got to follow the instructions that are being told. Put these. Everybody stand back. You've seen it in the emergency room. Clear. <laughs> you've seen it on the movies where they rub the paddles with the, the KY jelly on. And they shout, clear. It's not like that. In the re- It's really not like that. But anyway. When that could see- be a weapon for you because you guys, all, all England, Australia, you being disarmed, that could be a good weapon for you guys. <laughs> Tim, you need to go pray. Um, but you know, you know what? Um, so let's say they do put a defib. And, and then what? Let's see, you know, when, you, when you're in, doing a resuscitation on someone, you follow it. It's an algorithm you follow. You do all these things and the defib and the drugs. And if it doesn't work, you follow that. You do it again, and you keep doing these rounds. Or if it does work, you go on to this bit. It's like a you know a, a thing that you follow. Well, let's say you've gone and you've done it a few times. It's not working. You've still not got to the root cause of why your young people are getting blood clots that are blocking a blood vessel, causing a heart attack. Don't forget, it's it's blocking with a clot, or if you have a tear, and then you you don't have enough blood getting to that tissue so let's say you you've still got these blood clots then what you're going to do are you going to have everybody then transferred to the hospital coronary care there's only so many beds in coronary care it's like intensive care the reason they ship you off to other hospitals often isn't because they don't have the intensive care beds it's because they don't have enough staff to manage the beds because it's specialized don't look at every nurse and think oh they're a hero they can do it all they can't unless they've worked in the emergency room they won't know what to do. They've done a bit of A&E in their training. The special care baby unit, if you put me in a special care baby unit, I wouldn't know what to do. There'd be hell to pay. I'd be like, oh. It's the, I, I had to go and do some shifts in intensive care when I worked in theatres when they were short at the weekends. One, I hated it because the patient didn't speak to you. And I used to like chatting to the patient as I was doing their work. But, you know, they're all unconscious. But I just found it just, I, I hated it. So tech, yeah, Kate. And I was really nervous. Pause, pause that thought. We're going to go over a little bit, I guess, because we want to play this video that you made. But I'm going to give you about 20 seconds. Tell people how they can get in touch with you and where they can find you and stuff. Okay, uh, naturalnurse at mail.com. I'm getting really, really busy. Um, if you want to know um, how to reverse and avoid disease, if you've got any health issues, you need help with on diet. Um, if you just need a pointer in the direction, we are on Telegram, British Nursing Alliance. Two pages, join them both. And also, I spoke to my web guy yesterday. It's me that's the delay. There are two websites. Um, okay. All right. Okay. Kate, we appreciate you as always. Guys, we're going to carry over sonsoflibertymedia.com, before it's news.com or dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. And we'll carry over there. Bradley be with you at three. Have a great weekend, Lord's Day. Read the Word of God with the people of God. And we'll see you on Monday. Adios. All right. By the way, speaking of Monday, Ron Gibson will be back on with us. The only noise you're going to hear is where his air conditioning cuts on and off because we used his iPhone instead of his computer, so we didn't have that tapping like we did on Friday. If you didn't see the show on Friday, you really need to see that. He's also agreed to come back on to tell you how to address each one of those because we just kind of covered what they were real briefly, each 12 of the presumptions in the court. He's going to come back on. We're going to schedule another time for him to come back on and walk through how 
you address that in a court. What things you say, what things you present to um, uh, challenge the presumption of the court, which is under the, in our country, the American Bar Association, uh, which has an oath separate from the Constitution where they're enforcing codes and statutes, not the law. And that's what you've got to do. You've got to cut to the chase, cut them off, strip the legs out from under them, take away their authority, and point back to the law, which they have no say-so in. That's the whole, that's the great thing about it. So he's going to be off on that. But Monday, we've already recorded this show, so Lord willing, I'm going to be playing it on Monday morning about land patents. You do not want to miss that. Why? There are three things you need to be free, and and then we'll get back to Kate here. There are three things you need to be to really maintain your freedom. One is you need to be armed. Two is you need to be able to grow your own food. Nobody can nobody can manipulate you if you can feed yourself. And three, you must own your land, not rent it, not be a part of the king's land, not that you're taxed on it, not that you're told you have to have a permit or any of this stuff. And if you want to see how to do that. We're going to talk about that. That, By the way, I learned something with, with Ron. That is in our Constitution. The land patent is in our Constitution. Yes, you're going to learn that on Monday. So don't miss that show. Lord willing, we're going to air it then. Kate didn't mean to cut you off there, but uh, we're, we're not only talking about the bad things here. We're talking about the solutions for heart health. And I know maybe you want to have some other things you want to speak to the other part. But you always have the solution. The solution is obviously eating right, uh, mm. but there's some other things that people can do as well uh, that, to maintain their, their heart health because, you know, it, it's interesting. The Bible always talks about the heart, and I think there's a spiritual aspect to that, but there's a physical aspect as well. And uh, what, what, do we, what do you have for us in that area? Well, any, any heart disease, it's all already said you should switch to a plant-based diet because when you eat a high animal protein diet the amine portion of that protein can't be converted to glycogen to use it as energy or store it as fat so it has to be excreted by the kidneys the kidneys work harder and they let go of potassium so your body hangs on to sodium so all the cells become waterlogged and they can't generate sugar in the presence of oxygen generating atp adenosine triphosphate energy So then your heart has to work harder. So you switch to a plant-based diet. Also, you've got to really limit the EMF around your body. We've done about easy water, exclusion zone water on here. We've done about 528 hertz as well. So all of your EMF is going to affect your heart. Don't forget that impulse to squeeze the chambers of your heart begins in the sinoatrial node and goes down all the muscle fibers, the Purkinje fibers, the bundle of his to do its job. So if you're affecting all of that, electrical field around the body it's going to have a profound effect the foods that you eat and there are some foods that are going to um keep your blood uh you know we we talk about the viscosity of blood and i'm just going to uh read you this the edinburgh artery artery study involved 4860 men between the ages of 45 and 59 and women between the ages of 55 and 74 and the researchers found that 20 percent of a study participants Mm -hmm. with the thickest and stickiest blood had the majority, 55%, of the major cardiovascular events over a five-year period. And researchers found that the link between blood viscosity, viscosity is thickness, and cardiovascular events was at least as strong as that of diastolic blood pressure. That's your low reading. And then your upper reading is the one that, you know, when you're stressed, goes up. And LDL cholesterol. 
that's your low density lipoprotein. That's the one that's really low and it gets under the, under the cells and that's where you get the plaque and then you get your high density. And the way you, you look at really a true indication with cholesterol is you look at, um, you look at your, your high, high density. You look at all your lipids, actually. Don't just let someone say it's up. But, so what do you want to do? You want to keep your blood ship shape and moving along. With the, the first thing is sugar. Sugar makes your blood sticky. Certain vaccines, well, most vaccines, all vaccines are rubbish. They're all poison. I think everybody knows that now. Um, this new vaccine, the spike proteins, you're going to be making clots because those spikes stick out of every shot, single cell, sorry, and you start to make clots. And that's why people are having a positive D-dimer test, which is what they do if they suspect you've got a clot in your calf. If you are traveling, um, go and see your doctor if you're of a certain age, because most doctors will advise that you take aspirin before you travel and when you land and before you come back again. Um, to wear compression stockings you can buy them in the supermarket you can buy them in any chemist uh rotate your heels around every hour 50 times go to the you know stand up go to the toilet do some calf raises 50 calf raises all of these things you should be doing if you really want to hang on 50 car phase phrases what is that where you stand oh, on calf okay cat i got you oh i forgot yeah that's right yeah <laughs> i forgot and if i'm talking about salad dressings it's not ranch it's that's, ranch it's ranch that's right if and you want a good southern dish it has to have ranch on it as my mother used to say you lot need to talk right <laughs> my mom used to do that too tim there ain't no such word as ain't i'm like oh yes there is because i use it all the time you know exactly what i'm saying you want to correct me to say the right thing but i use ain't my mom used to be oh she used to have such a time with me in that <laughs> and, and listen it's the same in i remember when i was doing my nurse training and i was up in scotland and of course i was english and um one of the girls one of, on my training course she was wonderful she came from a different area in scotland and she said Flare, a flare. She says, that's something <laughs> she was talking about. Because I, I was saying flares of your trousers, flares. And she says, the flare, the flare. And she meant the floor, the floor. <laughs> said, oh, he needs to talk, hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's, it reminds me of what was that guy who used to do um, the old Pink Panther stuff? Peter Sellers. You feel, you feel. And he's saying, he's calling the guy a fool, but it sounds like he's talking about, like, gasoline or something. So I get yeah, it. I, some so, of that's hilarious, just how we pronounce different things. And um, really, really, really funny. But um, things you can eat that you've all got in your, in your cupboards. Pomegranate juice reduces platelet clumping. Platelets are the things that go to a wound to clot it. I have a beamer mat. I actually, I need to get on it, but I'm doing this thing now where I've got six people in my cohort. They earth on the ground. They get on the beamer mat for seven minutes. They have a large glass of water and then I'm doing the tuning forks around them and mind blowing stuff with those. I'm telling you, I'm having some great fun. But um, so pomegranate juice reduces platelet clumping and makes a tasty treat. Additional foods to consider, turmeric. Don't be just tempted to have turmeric capsules. Try and get turmeric root and make yourself a tea. You see me having it. Grate some turmeric, grate some ginger, two lemons in a big infusion teapot. <laughs> There's some snoring going on in the background. It's, it's the chihuahua, Lolly. She's lying, <laughs> she's lying in her bed. I wonder if you can see her. And there she is somewhere down there. You got to lift it up a little bit, I think. Lift up the camera. 
Oh, hold on a sec. I've just woken her up. <laughs> You've got like a little zoo going on in there, I think, at, at your house. And I, I was joking, Kate There's and I... There's one behind me. Yeah, sometimes we, we talk about, uh, you, you were talking about Floyd, and I said, okay, just don't say his real name on the ear, or I'll get in all kinds of trouble, but it's hilarious. But you, you've got like a little zoo going on in there, all those cats, the dogs, and uh, I'm surprised you don't have like a, uh, what do you call those things, an iguana or something like that going on in there as well. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I still, I see snakes and all sorts on the forest. No, I've, I've got Fat Lulu and Fat Dave. Um, Fat Dave is over on the worktop. He never, ever goes very far in case he misses the opening of a sachet of food. Um, Dave, you've not put in an appearance today. Lulu's only comes at night. And then we've got, can you still hear me, Tim? I can hear you. It's uh, The video is getting a little choppy, but I can hear you okay. Yeah. And then I've got um, Floyd. And then I've got Nelly, who's behind me. And I've got Mr. Raphael Raffi. Um, who can't believe his luck because he's now got two female chihuahuas. Oh, that's and trouble. He's one, he's one year old, so he's like an adolescent. Yes. From the minute his eyes wake up, so do his gonads. They wake up as well. <laughs> and, uh, so he's already had a couple of hours outside on the forest this morning. Um, yeah, so she she's snoring her head off down there. I thought you could hear it. And by the but way, I, where was I, I want to ask a quick question. You, uh, because you talk about your walks and things, and I wish people, I, I wish I had pulled that video up. I'm going to play your video here in just a second when you're done with what you're talking about. But there's a place where you go out on some cliffs that is just absolutely beautiful out there. Nobody around. Where is, where is that area at there in England? That's Eastbourne. I was there last night, but I'm actually going uh, today with a friend. Um, we're going down there as well, and we're going to go and have something to eat and take all the dogs, which is wonderful. So Eastbourne, you can actually walk from Eastbourne um, all the way to Winchester, the, the Downs Walk. So you're walking over the cliffs, the South Coast cliffs, um, and it's all uh, – there are so many blackberry bushes that I ate – I must have eaten a bucket full last night. My finger and my thumb were purple, and so was my tongue. And I walked. Hey, Tim, look at this. This is Eastbourne, and it was crystal clear yesterday, blue sky. I mean, look at this, guys. This was this was a couple of weeks ago, I think. You sent me this video here. Look at this. Isn't this beautiful? Uh, part of God's creation of what He's made. Boy, I, I tell you, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God, right? The firmament showeth His handiwork, and. Uh, and this is this is just a portion of the glory of God, which He has demonstrated, showing Himself to be powerful and um, creative in the very creation that He has made. And uh, I, I don't. I wanted to share that with people because some people just see you in the house there or whatever, and they're not seeing some of the the beauty that you're around there. Uh, there in England. Look, I, I just think you, it's awesome. Oh, there's Mr. Raffi. I just sent you another two photographs, Tim, from last night when it was beautiful. Now, the whole trail is full of blackberry bushes. So, masses and masses of free food. Masses. Incredible. And you can take cuttings and grow them yourself, which is what I plan to do all around the edge of my garden. Um, so, I was there last night, and the photographs you see, look at that. That's So, that's Eastbourne that you can see. In the distance, that's me looking down into the town, going up to the cliffs. And then I walked for about three hours last night. And that trail, you can keep walking along that, and it takes you to Winchester. It's amazing, amazing, amazing to walk. Um, 
it's just beautiful to be by the water as well. So I, I really like that. And it was cool, of course, because it's really warm at the moment here. So what else can you have? You can have your turmeric garlic. Uh, anyone who knows me who's been close enough to know me knows I always smell of garlic. So I make uh, cold-pressed flax oil, apple cider vinegar in a jar, and I put in several bulbs of garlic, and I eat it over a couple of days. Um, just raw. I have it on salads. I have it on everything. And my mouth's watering as I'm talking about it. I need to go and buy some because I'm down to very little. Um, cayenne pepper, as you talked about cayenne pepper. Ginger. I just had a juice this morning. I had four pears, four sticks of celery, two lemons, uh, two kiwis, and a big piece of ginger in it. Oh, and it was delicious. So I had that because um, everybody who knows me as well knows that my, my, my dirty sin is I love a bag of crisps, potato chips, as you call them. Oh, is it? Yeah. For, what do you call them? Potato chips. Yeah. So and you should be staying off processed foods. Avoid sh- uh, sugars. Um, and remember all your, even if you're buying, like if you go in a supermarket, just do it once and look at everything, pasta sauces, even coleslaw. Coleslaw should be cabbage, carrot and onion. And I make it with red cabbage, carrot and white onion or white cabbage with red onion. And I put a, cre- uh, a spoonful of um, creme fraiche, fat free and a spoonful of Greek yogurt, fat free and a quarter of a teaspoon of Dijon mustard. And that's how I make coleslaw. Any of the coleslaws you buy, it's got sugar in it. Everything's got sugar in it. Yep. I picked some guacamole. Um, I don't know. I should have made it myself. I picked it up yesterday. That had sugar in it. Um, it's in everything. It's more addictive than crack, cocaine, and, and heroin. And it makes your blood sticky. So you shouldn't be having it. Um, what can I say? Isn't that really- interesting, Kate? I find it interesting that government wants to ban the things that are actually good for us. We've talked about plants and such like this, and I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. But they're they're open to to other drugs. Uh, sugar is a drug, whether you like it or not. Coffee is a drug, oh. whether you like it or not. Uh, all of these kinds of things are drugs uh, as we define them. They either stimulate us or they or they're a depressant. They're willing to let those things go, but the natural things God has given, um, and I realize coffee in its purest form come from a coffee bean. I get that's part of God. But <clears throat> a lot of these things, they're, they're starting to take away so many of these natural remedies that the Creator has put in the creation for us, but they're willing to more than, more than uh, do it to sell us synthetics that are damaging us. And w- most of us... Don't know the difference. We go in there and think, well, this is what we eat. This is what we've been trained to eat. This is food. And I, I can't imagine that when Bill Gates puts his uh, pink slime fake meat out there, that what's going to happen is there'll be a generation that grows up and think this is what we're supposed to eat. They'll be they'll be in the same kind of boat, only worse. Well, that you, there's one bit of that. There'll be a generation, all right, but not that grows up. Because they're getting attacked by every every single angle. Fake food water that's poison, poison uh, environment, poison in our homes, poisoning our minds and injecting poison. So everything that you see now, all of these things are all interconnected. The Food and Drug Administration, the Food Standards Agency, Big Pharma, the CDC, they're all in it together. And um, even the healthcare, it's not healthcare, it's the hospitals. Um, They don't know, they don't even know anything about diet and reversing disease. Um, are you, can you still hear me, Tim? 
I can. Yeah. So I had a patient who I've just taken on and he was diagnosed, as long as I don't say, he, he's had a very um, professional career that involved being extremely fit. And I've just taken him on and he was diagnosed with bowel cancer and he's had a resection. He's had the piece that was diseased removed. So he came out of hospital and um, he got just before he came out of hospital, the day after his surgery. So he's got pain relief. He's got uh, fluid infusion. They said he had to eat something. So they made him uh, eggs on toast, eggs on toast. And Dr. Gerson said when he put an egg into with with his patients who had cancer, the, the tumors grew. Eggs on white toast. Well, he got very, very sick. Now, his daughter intervened, um, and who I will be talking about his daughter because she's doing some work with me, and um, she got him juicing. Now, I've taken him on. So he went to see, I think it was a regular dentist. He has three root canals and, and a couple of teeth that needed to come out. I would have never have advised this. If you've got mercury fillings or root canals, these need to be done one at a time and a good month in between or whatever your biodentist advises. And the poor man went to a dentist. They were all removed at once. And lo and behold, the next day, he was sick, vomiting, couldn't keep anything down, couldn't stand, and had stomach pains. Eventually, somebody went around and rang an ambulance, and he was taken into hospital. And they said, we think you've got pancreatitis. Uh, He wasn't. I knew it wasn't that. He was just toxic. All those toxins, because he had an infected root canal. Anyway, he was later discharged. They said, oh, it's not pancreatitis. It's just one of those things. We don't know what it is. So they've sent him home. What would have really benefited that man would have been to give him a really high dose of IV intravenous vitamin C, maybe 45 grams, as opposed to 65 milligrams, which just keeps you over the precipice of scurvy. So if they'd have given him some high dosed vitamin C, that would have had a fantastic effect on him. And they didn't. Okay. They gave let me ask my- you about the eggs and the, the toast thing. Was it the toast that was bad for them or the eggs or the combination or what, what was the problem? Well, eggs, eggs can, uh, the egg white can increase inflammation because if you've got a thyroid condition, you shouldn't really be eating any egg whites or any grains. If you've got an inflamed thyroid, you know, if you've got autoimmune thyroiditis and you've got antibodies. But the yellow uh, is, has all the really good stuff, right? The yeah, uncooked so yellow the, oh, has all the yeah. good stuff. The so choline the, and other things. Yeah, so the yolk, of course, is what makes a baby chick grow into a big chick. So that is sometimes added raw into the diets of patients. But all these things have to be done very carefully. So to give someone who's had bowel cancer, who's just coming out of major bowel surgery, white toast and eggs. And they wouldn't have been organic, but even white bread. Everything is an inversion of what you should be doing. You know, I would have just put him on vegetable juices, no... um, no fiber in it, just green juices, carrot and apple juices. That's what I would have had him on. Uh, and look what Florence Nightingale, um, they did in the Crimean War when the death rate was 70%. They gave them just bone broth because it's, it's easy to digest. So that's actually what his daughter did. She got him bone broth and took it in. And, um, and then he came on leaps and bounds then. But they gave them bone broth and raw milk. Very, very different to giving someone pasteurized milk. So uh, these... These are the hospitals. It's like we have these dietitians knocking around and they look shocking. I remember years ago, uh, uh, actually, she wasn't my patient, which was a lady. But when she was a patient in the hospital, she'd lost lots of weight because she'd had severe food poisoning. And the dietitian had told her to start drinking Lucozade and Coca-Cola because of the sugar. It would help her have energy and put weight on. I mean, really? Really? 
There's only one thing that Coca-Cola is good for. Cleaning and your bicarb- toilet. <laughs> yeah, bicarbonate of soda in your toilet, then get some cheap Coca-Cola, uh, just cola. Actually, they can't call it Coca-Cola. And tip it into the bicarb and it all foams up in the toilet. Put the lid down and leave it for a few hours. That's the only thing that Coca-Cola is good for. It's disgusting. Uh, and, uh, and you see children, you know, you, you do see children where their, their parents put Coca-Cola in their bottles and they suck and they, they get their teeth rot in a circle where the teeth, the teeth was. Yeah. Remember, your, your teeth are two and a half times stronger than your bones. And Formula One uh, race car um, designers, they looked at the structure of teeth to, to emulate it for the structure of their cars. Come on. Strong. Yeah. I'm come on. Can you give us a little story? I know oh, we're on oh. heart health, but come on. Tell me, give me a little history on that. Well, uh, what I'll do is I'll do, it, I'll do it next week, if you like. I'll do you a whole show Yeah, on let's teeth. do that. But that's what they did. They looked at Formula One racing cars, looked at the teeth, because they are two and a half times stronger than your bones. Isn't that incredible? And So um, if it's doing this to your teeth, imagine what it's doing to the weaker bones, right? Absolutely. And that's what doctors are seeing. They're seeing osteoporosis in teenagers. So um, your bones, two and a half times, uh, teeth are two and a half times stronger than your bones. They are connected to every organ in your body, and they will often show signs of disease before anything else in your body does, which is why they start doing what? Filling your teeth when you have a cavity, which you can actually heal a cavity. They start filling it. And every single dentist knows that whatever they do, it ultimately fails anyway. They drill out a bit, put a filling in. Eventually, they have to replace it and drill out a bit more. Um, And I love the fact that it is true. I heard another I heard another dentist say this. Your teeth do not walk into the dentist on their own, unattached to a body. A set of teeth just walking into the dentist. No, they're attached to your body. They are part of this. Yeah, my understanding is they're like circuit breakers in your mouth. Oh, so so the fact that dentists are completely separate from medics, it's bizarre. But if anything's going wrong in your teeth, it's going wrong in your body. Absolutely. And um, it, it is fantastic. And the other thing, if you go to, I went to a paleontology um, lecture and they had all these skulls and he was telling us uh, to guess on how old these skulls were. Uh, there weren't, any, incidentally, there weren't any ape skulls there. And this guy knew that we didn't descend from apes. That's Darwin's theory. People believe that. I can't believe they believe it. But anyway, they do. But um, he, I actually got it right and got it right of the order to put the skulls in. And I looked at the palate and it was because of my own children. My son had to have his palate widened. And you see the palate uh, forming wrong and the teeth being all crooked and overcrowded because of diet. So what's the most important year of your life? Referring to your diet, your constitution, it's the year before you're conceived. Wow. It's the the year before you're conceived. Of the mother is the most important year of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And my my daughter, uh, I know Denise was very careful about things when, when she was carrying each of our children. My daughter is the same way. She's pretty close. I hope we're going to have a grandson here in the next couple of weeks or whatever. But, um, you know, when I may mention the circuit breakers, we've got a question in the chat. Circuit breakers? What do you mean by that? Because 
Look, I got one in the back where big old filling, you know, they, they take a cavity, a small cavity, they drill it out, they tear up your teeth and all this, and they fill it with all that mercury, and that, that thing came out like years ago. And I, I just, I don't have the time to go. But I'm reading and I'm understanding that a lot of that affects your your heart health as well. And can you explain, for the, the one asking about circuit breakers that I mentioned before, can you explain to them why that is? Because we've already referenced the heart is not a, a pump for blood. Can you explain that correlation and how they're how they're considered circuit breakers? We have a biofield around our body, which is about six feet out, three foot above and three foot below. And all those teeth are connected to organs, the same as you can see your health looking at your iris. It's really quite remarkable. Now, when you um, a tooth is alive, it's living. It's a piece of living structure in your mouth. So when you take the root out, uh, the root canal, they take the nerve, sorry, not take the root, a root canal, they take the nerve out, they kill it. It's a dead tooth. So now you have something that was alive that's dead. And it has all these tubules that all go along. It's incredible. Just like trees are planted and the roots go right into the earth for a long way. And um, you've now got that dead in your mouth and bacteria builds up and it's linked to disease, heart disease, cancer, lung disease. Yep, it's all in there. So your teeth really are the first port of call where you notice what goes on. But there is, uh, I, I, I'll learn more about it for next week's show. I'll quite like that because when I have to do a show, I, I go and I research and I learn more. Yeah, I think but, it'll be very interesting. And I think people in the chat are already seeing that too. And there's a question about that. Is there any truth, and we'll get ahead of that, I guess. Is there any truth, in, and I'm sorry, there's a lot of noise because... Uh, kids are getting ready to go to a theme park today uh, for the day, so it's just a little busy in the house. Uh, is there any truth to 90% of people who have root canals get cancer? Yeah, there is. And it was the uh, Price Western Price Foundation, and they took a tooth, a root, a root canal, a tooth out of an old lady who had lots of health issues, and they uh, put it under the skin of a rabbit. The rabbit got sick, and I think they did it to nearly uh, over a dozen rabbits, and they all died. All the rabbits got sick and died. Um, I had a root canal. I have a gap. I do have a tooth that I clip in, but I've got sick of clipping it in. I can't be bothered. And I don't want to have an implant either. Uh, I only had the one root canal and I had it out. And then 24 hours later, I got really sick. So I had IV vitamin C. Um, so, yep, I've seen that. That's why on my consultation form, I ask everybody if they've got any root canals, any amalgam fillings. And... Absolutely. And then Price Pottinger, I found it so interesting. This is another, it's linked. Uh, Pottinger's Cats is another book that I've got because I'm a big cat lover. And all the cats that were fed on pasteurized milk and processed food, half their litters, uh, their litters are often, you know, not very good. They had a lot of cleft palate. And we see that on children, don't we? A cleft palate where there's either part of the palate missing or all of the palate missing or it's open just here. And they go and have surgery. It's called a hair lip. And in, in third world countries, these babies, they perish because they can't do the surgery and they can't suck because the way they suck isn't like that. It's with the tongue like that against the roof of the mouth. Just like you see animals, the, the tongue goes under the teat and or under the nipple and the, it's pushed against the roof of the mouth. So all of these things are connected. Our teeth are connected. And yes, you're absolutely correct. If you're, uh, it can cause because of all that bacteria and there is a link with cancer and don't, don't get you know, too hung on. What is cancer? It's toxicity and deficiency. So if you've got a deficiency in vitamins, minerals and enzymes, what's going to, what's going to be affected your teeth. 
Um, so these things are all linked. They're not little separate bits, urologists for this and urologists for that. But I want to tell you this because this is, I'm doing six people as my cohort that starts this week. Um, my wrists were hurting. If I eat things I shouldn't like, those bags of crisps, my occasional treat, which, oh my gosh, I do like them. Um, if I eat them though, I'm having, I have them less and less and less because my joints hurt and I can't do that when I've had them. So first place is, so my joints were hurting and they'd been hurt. I'd had, I, I'd had a, uh, a debauch, I'd eaten something and I've noticed foods now that will cause it. So I've had to stop having them, certain foods, even foods that are natural because it's inflamed. I have to just relax on those for a little while. I got my uh, 528 Hertz tuning fork out and I hit it and I just held it about this distance like that across where my thumbs were hurting. I'm not going to lie. It went really, really warm. So I thought, gosh, am I imagining that? So I switched hands, hit it, ran it along this one. And it went really, really warm. Now, my elbows don't hurt at all. So I thought, I'll try my elbows. Now, what's happening there when you do that? It's healing. That's the healing frequency of the solfeggio tones. Really That's interesting. That's 528. You know, so that's look, what we're doing. There's, there's several people asking questions in here. Uh, now, guys, this is going to be for next week, but I'm going to go ahead and pitch them to Kate because... You guys keep those questions. I've not got a life. I'll go and research. Yeah, because we're on heart health, and so now we've moved over to, te to teeth. But the teeth do indicate something of the heart health from what I'm understanding. Um, but we've got a question. What should we do instead of a root canal? Can you treat cavities with hydrogen peroxide? Uh, I've as also... I yeah, as I understand, you should never put hydrogen okay. peroxide in your mouth if you've got mercury fillings. Never. Oh, really? You, oh, yeah, so every time you do it. I should have been dead then because I, I have done well, that quite a bit. And, and chlorine dioxide too, which uh, our friend Gigi recommended that I do for my teeth. She said it whitens them, it strengthens them, all this kind of stuff too. And then we have another question that says um, an aunt had all her teeth removed by the age of 40. My, my dad did too. I, when I was a kid, my dad used to pop like the whole top of, you know, the dentures out and he'd be brushing them and I would, I would go in the bathroom trying to pull my teeth out like that because I thought it was... I thought that's how our teeth were. But she said, she's now in her 70s. I wonder how that affects people. And I'm wondering what the what the impact is on people that have that kind of stuff going. So you don't have to answer them now. I want to let you, you guys know who are asking these questions. We'll try to save all that for the show next week, Lord willing. And I think this will be a fascinating show about teeth and... Um, uh, teeth health and then how it impacts the body yeah that'll be a I, I fascinating really like show that. and yeah. i'll do potting just cats i'll do the whole lot let me leave you with a little story because it's really bad but it's funny i might have actually told it on here and uh, my very first ward when i was doing my nurse training was a care of the elderly ward and it was winter it was november in scotland uh in, just just on the outskirts of glasgow and it was it was like a big stately home but we were in these huts uh, further down it was freezing and I used to have to walk to the ward with my cape on, my shoes. It was blowing again. It was just so cold. When it snowed, it snowed and it buried you. So in I went. And this particular late shift, uh, one of the jobs was that all of the old ladies' teeth, it was a big ward with all the beds down and then the day room was at the end. And they were in there all the time. I'd hate to end up like that. Anyway, one of the jobs was you had to get the false teeth that were in all the containers and you had to clean them all. And a lot of them didn't fit properly. And they would have cabbage and potatoes stuck to them and meat stuck to them. And oh, uh, and I was only young, 19. So everything grossed me out. 
I'd only just turned 19. So everything made me feel sick. So I decided that I, I couldn't do it. It was so horrible. And you had to put this, these tablets called, I think they were called denture or something. You dropped a couple of these tablets in this jug of water and they would fizz up. And each set you would brush in there and then rinse them. And I thought, oh, it's going to take forever. It's making me feel sick. So I emptied all these teeth into this bowl and then emptied the whole container of these tablets and filled it up with water and it was fizzing. And I'd got gloves on and I was rustling them all around. I thought that's going to get loads off there. And then I tipped that out, rinsed them all, and they were all clean. And I thought that saved a job. But then I didn't know there was only a couple of them had been engraved with the names. The rest didn't have any names on them. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't dare tell anyone. So I just like was picking two up thinking uh, and just putting them in the containers. And then I went off on a shift. You would do a week of late, a week of early, a week of late. And apparently the next morning there was hell to pay because all these grannies were getting their teeth, trying to put their teeth in. The nurses were in the room. They know my teeth. They know my teeth. Yeah. Can, can, can you guys just try these in and see which one fits? I guess you're looking oh, for Cinderella with, uh, with the denture, right? <laughs> a lot of these patients were senile. They had senility. At least they were clean. I never said a word. Oh, my, all the teeth. I mixed up the entire ward of teeth. <laughs> oh, I can tell you lots more stories about my nurse training. Oh, what a laugh I had. <laughs> well, Kate, look, let's, let's wrap things up here. Uh, is there a final thing, maybe a synopsis that you can give people about heart health? And then let's close things out. And then next week, Lord willing, we'll talk about we'll talk about how to have strong teeth, how they're how they're tied to the body. I think that'll be fascinating for people to learn. This is again, this is part of learning God's creation, which is part of our body that that He's done. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's the same as I've said in my video uh, on the Telegram page. Don't sit there and not know how to do something. It's the most fundamental thing there is, is life. So learn how to save it. Don't rely on uh, getting in your car or phoning an ambulance or having the armed cops coming. I, I can't get my head around that one. You learn to do it yourself. That's what you should be doing whilst waiting. You should know all the basic first aid, what to do Amen. for a burn. What to do for a burn. You should always have colloidal silver in your house. Um, what to do for bleeding. You should always have a, fir- I've got a big first aid box in my house with plasters, bandages. You should always have that. Um, you should always really, I don't have that. I have a little fire extinguisher in your kitchen. You should, um, know what to do for a sting. If you're stung, what are you going to do then? Um, and for pet health as well, know how to do it for your pets as well. Um, so know what to do if someone's unconscious, know what to do if someone's fitting, if someone's having a fit and you've never seen it before. The first thing you're going to do is maintain a safe environment. Make sure they're safe. Move everything from around them. Don't try and restrict their fitting. You could break their bones um, because their muscles are contracting and relaxing, contracting, and relaxing really quickly. Don't try and put anything in their mouth. When they come out of their fit, put them in the recovery position and cover them with a sheet with their dignity because often um, they've, they've um, had loss of bladder control. And these are all things that somebody should be doing. Know how to identify it, know how to treat it whilst awaiting medical help. Absolutely. And anyone who's got children should know all of these things, or pets, or anybody really, or relatives. Even, do you know, years ago, I'm just going to tell you this before I go. 
you should know what to do for choking. Every year, thousands of people die of choking because people don't know what to do. And there was a pilot when I was working for British Airways, very famous. He was choking in his hotel room on his own. And he forced himself into the corner of a piece of furniture over and over again at the bottom of his sternum, where his stomach is. And the piece of food shot out of his mouth because that's the same as doing the Heimlich maneuver. You don't do the Heimlich maneuver on a child. You turn them over and you whap the back with the heel of your hand a couple of times, put them back up, do it again. And it does shoot out their mouth. You should all know how to do these things. Choking, heart attacks, fitting, sudden collapse. You should know what to do in all these scenarios. Do not wait for the ambulance. It used to be years ago, they did scoop and run. Um, now they're not even now they're, <laughs> they're not even doing scoop and run now. They're sending, well, they're sending the boys in blue with their guns. So um, that's your homework for this week is pro trainings is wonderful. It's cheap. Get all your friends and family around, pay for the course, and you can do it as long as you like. It can be as short or as long as you want to do it. It's wonderful. It's a bit patronizing, but it's great. Go and do it and to start looking up how to do it. Practice on one another. Obviously, don't practice CPR on one another. <laughs> practice practice on a cushion. You know, I've got a cushion behind that's looking like a set of ladies' breasts just now. I don't know why. Um, but anyway, practice on a cushion. Put the cushion on the floor and practice on that. But you should all know what to do because you can bet your bottom dollar. You, each and every one of you, is going to see it somewhere. Yeah, and the more this comes about, Kate, the more it's going to be, you know, critical for us to know how to help our fellow man uh, in the midst of everything that's going on. I got Lynn calling me, so we're going to have to wrap up the show here. Thank you for coming on. Hold on for me, and I'll say goodbye to you off air. Guys, next week, you got homework, right? Look up all your stuff. Write down your questions about teeth and how they work with the body. And we'll pitch those to Kate when she gives her presentation there. Bradley, be with you at three, or there'll be an education video or s something will be going on. I don't know what else is going on. It'll probably be an education video from what I understand, because he's got 20 hours of driving. Uh, so check that out. Be sure to get with the people of God this week. Have a great weekend. Great Lord's Day. Read the Word of God with the people. Read it out loud. It is powerful. We talked about that. The the The... <clears throat> and I know some people have written me about New Age stuff. Look, we're giving glory to the Creator. We're not going into a New Age. This is Old Path stuff. We're just learning how the Creator has made His creation. and We're giving Him glory for what He has done. And so all of this stuff comes out. We're to give Him glory in that. Read the Word of God together. Uh, not just be a hearer. Take it in and then ask the Lord to apply that so that you live what he has said. You're not just a hearer only, but a doer. And then uh, we'll see you Monday morning, 6 a.m., Lord willing. Ron Gibson will be on. I'm telling you right now, you want to learn how to be the king of your property, the real owner of your land? You don't want to miss that. This is a, this is a you-must-not-miss show. I'm just I'm just telling you. And then Ron is available. If you want his services to help you, he'll do it in full or he'll do it in part where you go learn and you pull some information to help him do the job of getting your land patent, which is not only protected under the Constitution, it is biblical too. It is biblical. And you're going to hear all of that in the interview. We've already that's already in the can. We're going to just play it on Monday morning. Don't miss that, and we'll talk to you then. See ya. <laughs>